How's it going, everybody? Adrian here from The Gaming Observer, and welcome back to your daily news update. It is Wednesday, October the 21st. Can you believe it? We're ramping up to Halloween already. Anyway, I've got some news for you here. Let's kick the show off. Uh, first things first, we need to talk about Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, because the senior narrative designer for the game, Kara Ellison, has now left the team. According to sources from Paradox, she ended up leaving of her own volition, and she has since moved to League of Geeks, who made the game Armello, with the same job title. Now, Ellison's departure in a vacuum perhaps wouldn't be too much cause for concern, but this news does come following the firings of Brian Mitsoda, who was the lead narrative designer and the figurehead of the game, and Kai Clooney, who was the creative director. That happened a few months ago. You know, at the time, Mitsoda had mentioned that the firing was a surprise, and Bloodlines 2 was also delayed into 2021 after being slated for a 2020 release. And I wanted to bring this up because staff turnaround uh, paired with a delay, that's usually an indication of troubled development, let alone Mitsoda, of all people. I mean, he was the guy behind Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. So when the game eventually releases, just exercise caution, because there's obviously something going on there. We may be missing Halo Infinite from the Xbox Series X launch lineup, but that doesn't mean that Halo is totally gone from the lineup. Uh, they announced today that the Halo Master Chief Collection is going to be fully optimized for next-gen consoles, and it is going to launch one week after the consoles do. In terms of the technicalities, that means the games are going to hit 120 frames per second on the campaign and the multiplayer, and on the Series X alone, it'll go up to 4K resolution. It's also going to have improvements for split-screen, an adjustable field of view, and full crossplay. That's all on the consoles. And it's a free upgrade for anybody who owns the game already on the One, and of course to all Game Pass owners. And if you don't know, the collection right now contains Halo 1 through 4, including ODST and Reach. I would say that's a great collection to start playing as soon as you get a, a new console. If you're on PC, then you can also get the Master Chief Collection, but it only has up to ODST and then the rest of the game should be coming by the end of the year. The Sims 4 has revealed its 10th and newest expansion pack, titled Snowy Escape. They are setting it in a Japanese-inspired mountain range, which lets you participate in some extreme sports, like skiing and rock climbing, and they've also brought in some resorts-like activities, like, you know, sitting in a bathhouse, and then they've got some explorative options as well, like going through a bamboo forest. You know the way it is with these expansions, they've got tons of stuff. The other major feature of the expansion is the introduction of two new mechanics. The first is the lifestyle mechanic, which basically crops up as a reaction to how sims act, and it allows their behaviors to change based on quote-unquote lived experience. They've also got this new mechanic called sentiments, which apparently is going to further explore how sims can feel differently about shared experiences and then that's going to impact the relationship that they have with each other. And then perhaps as expected alongside it all is new clothing and furniture items, which appropriately reflect the winter and Japanese themes that they've established. Okay, and I'm going to finish us off here with just two very quick things. First of all, the first DLC for Doom Eternal is now available. It's called The Ancient Gods. So if you want to play some more Doom, there's your opportunity. It's 20 bucks. You can also get it as a standalone uh, purchase, which is pretty cool. You don't have to own the base game. And the last news item is that if you head over to GOG.com, you can go pick up a free copy of Europa Universalis 2. Now, this is an older iteration of the franchise. It's launched in 2011. But I mean, hey, it's a free game. And they're also running a Paradox sale on GOG, so you might want to check that out as well. 
Hey folks, uh, before we end the show, I just wanted to tell you about something really fun that happened recently. So you might recall that I'm a huge fan of a game called Hades. It's a narrative-driven roguelike that is just incredibly good in so many ways. Well, I decided to sit down with three other people and talk about what makes that game so good. I invited on some really knowledgeable people who you might recognize if you're in the Discord server, and we just had an awesome discussion. Uh, for now, this is just a one-off project that I'm calling the Gaming Observer Roundtable, but honestly, it went so well that I'm thinking of doing more. And if you'd like to check it out, you can go to youtube.com slash thegamingobserver or the podcast host of your choice. It is a one-hour show that should be pretty good for experienced Hades players or people who have never played the game before, and honestly, it's one of my favorite projects I've ever done for The Observer. So if you are interested in Hades whatsoever, please go check that out and let me know what you think. Folks, that's going to wrap us up for today. Thank you so, so much for joining me, and I'm going to be back tomorrow with even more news. So until next time, happy gaming, everyone. Hey folks, TGO After Show. You heard me a few times hinting at something special happening behind the scenes. Uh, that's what it was, the Gaming Observer Roundtable. Again, I intended it to be a one-off project because scheduling it and finding the right people for it and everything, it all just kind of worked out this time because it really would be a lot of work uh, in general to keep that going. So if the opportunity arises in the future, I would love to revisit it because it went extremely well. It was 60 minutes of me, Kato, Crimson and Ben, all just talking about Hades. It's the first time I've ever, like, been a, the host of a show for multiple people, which is weird. Because, you know, Kato and I have talked together for a long time, we've hosted a lot of shows together, and him and I found a really good cadence. So introducing two new people was kind of scary, right? Not because I didn't trust them or anything like that, but because I now had to host this show for more people, and that's a different cadence, that's a different way of approaching a discussion. But honestly, it, it felt like no work. Like, they did so, so good. And bringing on Ben and, and Crimson, I mean, they were so knowledgeable. They had so much to share. You learn a whole bunch about Greek mythology, about art, about how the gameplay d does so many things right. I mean, we, we delve into so many different topics. So just a huge shout out to the three of them for helping me do that. And again, if you want to check that out, it's youtube.com slash thegamingobserver or any podcast. Uh, host. It's on the podcast feed. If you're listening on the podcast feed right now, then you just have to go back one episode and it'll be there. And uh, yeah, again, let me know what you think. All the support you can give in, in that sense is is so welcomed and, and I'm thankful for it. But I mean, yeah, you know, like the reason why I wanted to make the show in the first place was just because of how good Hades was. It's the first time in a long time that I've played a game and I went, oh my god, I need to talk to somebody about this. And I knew that the rest of them had been playing Hades and enjoying it a lot, so that's why I put that specific group of people together. But Hades is, is it's so good. It is an extraordinarily good. I think I talked yesterday about the fact that I got to the end of the story arc, right? And I knew that there was going to be an end at some point, and I was kind of worried that once I hit that point, I might lose some interest. But honestly, they managed to keep so much of the dialogue going after that point. And then even when the dialogue runs out, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a ton of variety for me to still interact with and, and try out and milestones to achieve and achievements to get and whatnot. And I'm 33 hours into the game. It feels like I've done like five. Like time has gone so fast with that game. So, hey, if you're on the fence, go go listen to that 60 minute show. Anyway, folks, that's going to wrap us. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow with the news. And until next time, farewell.